4: feeling about
1: this. Welcome to episode 353 of Blue Harvest. I'm your host, Hals Burkhardt.
3: And I'm your host, Will Witten.
1: And... Woo, do we have an episode of Obi wan to talk about this week? And man. our guest bad luck that we've been experiencing in uh, Obi One season was narrowly avoided this time. That's right, he's here with us, our good buddy King Tom Chansky from the syphilis
2: oh, Hey, Austin Wolf, thank you so much for having me. I'm I'm so happy to be here. Not. You know, yes we got an incredible episode of obi-wan uh but as you kind of hinted at you know my internet was out for like two and a half days this Ooh. week and i didn't know if i was going to be able to make it when you i said, really wanted to be here to talk with you guys this
1: week when you sent me that message i was like the obi-wan curse fucking <laughs> strikes again
2: <laughs> yeah oh, i was so i was so nervous
1: um so you know right here is where i'd normally tell you to follow us on twitter twitch and instagram and blue harvest and i plug the blue harvest patreon but instead of doing that this week i'm gonna plug our good buddies over at the sith list who just launched their very own patreon which i signed up for immediately oh thank you you guys uh should do the same i expect great things from the sith list patreon we we love those dudes over there including our good buddy King Tom here so thank you you should uh thank you. you should all run over there and check it out
2: yeah uh, we, we, we kicked it off with um an episode that araj and I recorded two years ago
1: oh shit <laughs> nice and
2: I don't oh even goodness. I don't even remember because we had been talking about doing a patreon for a while and I don't even remember what we, we talked about so uh, I'm looking forward to listening to.
1: I can't wait to check that out. So, guys, we've got a crazy episode of Obi-Wan to talk about. Because the episode was so crazy, we got a bunch of uh, correspondences from moisture farmers <laughs> that we need to get to. But before we jump into Obi-Wan, there was one little thing I wanted to bring up. And that is uh, we, we got a little snippet of news about the Taika Watiti Star Wars movie this week. I know, oh, really? yeah. I know uh, the next Star Wars movie is an, uh, a pretty regular topic of conversation between Tom and I when we're mm-hmm. chatting. So um, he, I guess he has a role in that new Lightyear movie. So he's been doing some interviews and stuff. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and he was asked about the new Star Wars or his Star Wars movie. And he said, look, I think for Star Wars universe to expand, it has to expand. I don't think that I'm any use in the Star Wars universe making a film where everyone's like, oh, great. Well, there's the blueprints to the Millennium Falcon. Ah, that's Chewbacca's grandmother. That all stands alone. That's great. Though I would like to take something new and create some new characters and just expand the world. Otherwise, it feels like it's a very small story. I like that.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, hell yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like, look. Look. Are we having a blast watching Obi-Wan these past four weeks? Of course. It's great. Did I love that Boba Fett finally got his own thing for four episodes or five episodes? Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, like there's only so much juice in that tank. So we got to get to some new stuff eventually. And that's kind of the most exciting prospect for me. Uh, in the future of Star Wars. Now, whether this movie actually comes out next year, I don't know. I'm not quite sure. <laughs> but regardless of that, I like to hear that that's where his head at head is at as far as uh, writing this movie. Because it seems like that's like the go for it. I was
3: say that's the best thing I could have heard. Yeah, you know, like, that's the mm-hmm. best thing to hear
1: <laughs> for sure. I think um, I think there's. Um, A lot. I mean, you know, there's not a lot of detail then there, and it it seems like they're still working on the script for this movie. So, um, and things could change, as we've seen way too many times in (laughs) Star Wars history with Disney. You know, you you might be there one second, and then the next day you're (laughs) replaced by fucking Opie. (laughs) So we'll see, Um, but. Let's talk about the big thing we all want to talk about, and that's this week's episode of Obi-Wan. Tom, buddy, why don't you kick it off? What did you think? General thoughts of this week's episode?
2: General thoughts: you know, this show keeps on getting better every week, and it, you know, it pleases the, the prequel fan in me, it pleases the, the original trilogy fan in me, it pleases the Star Wars fan in me. It's just such a good show, and even though. It, it's one of those things that tells us about a, a character. We already know what happened to Obi Wan before this. We know what happens to him after this.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So it's not the type of thing that. Yes, I would like to. See, I would have liked to have seen more Obi Wan, but I don't know how. Other than seeing Ewan and um, Hayden, you know, back again. That was the draw of this series to me, but actually seeing it what they're doing with it the story they're telling it with their st- the story they're telling the characters they are introducing i just have so much love for this show and the people in it the characters it's it's re- it's making me feel things yeah. and i don't want to say you know oh it's my favorite star wars thing or it's the best whatever i i don't like to do that but it it is just so good and i'm i'm very happy we're getting it and it's, it's even making, you know, you look at characters we've known for a long time, Obi-Wan, Anakin, Leia, in, in a whole new light. And I I think they've struck gold with it.
1: Yeah. But that's just me. Uh, buddy, like, you know, you kind of brought it up. Like, we know what happened to Obi-Wan before this. We know what happens to him after this. Like, telling a, co- a compelling story where you know, like where you know that like nothing's going to happen to obi-wan nothing's going to happen to leia nothing's going to happen to luke you you know this going in right and Mm -hmm. still being able to pull off a story that is like this well executed and um this compelling to me is like really impressive you know oh yeah there's that part of me and i talk about it all the time like even if it's not my favorite Star Wars that I'm watching, be it a, you know, a movie or a show or an animated thing or whatever. It's mm-hmm. still kind of, it's still awesome. I'm still watching Star Wars. Like, I would still rather watch the worst episode of Lego Star Wars than pretty much anything else or something, you know, like. Yep. <sighs> um, And there, were, there was always going to be this part of me that was going to really like this show by the fact that it was Obi-Wan who's been one of mine and Will's favorite characters for a long time. And it was Ewan coming back to play Mm Obi-Wan. I don't know that I was prepared for it to be as good as it is. And this episode specifically, like, you know, I've been watching the uh, episodes a little later than I normally do because of the new job. And I, um, I typically don't, Text anybody about an episode, like just because mm-hmm. I don't want to be that dude who's texting people that haven't seen it yet. This was the first time that after seeing the episode, I texted several people, Will included, and was like, uh, this week's Obi-Wan is fucking incredible.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: I think I think you and I have texted after the Mandalorian and, and, and oh, Boba a little bit. I don't think we because I knew your schedule was changed, I don't mm-hmm. think we have with uh with a, oh the, the first episode. Yeah. The first two episodes we texted, but the last two we had. Yeah. yeah, that was a yeah. that
1: was a whole thing, those first two episodes in us texting. Right. I got trolled pretty hard on that. Will buddy, what did you think? General thoughts of this episode.
3: Um, to me, this is probably for me, this is exactly what I was looking for. Like this hit the mark pretty much dead bullseye for what I wanted. Mm -hmm. out of obi-wan going in out of kenobi going in um i did not expect to emotionally connect to the characters the way that i have i did not expect to be as invested i guess as i am in them Mm -hmm. um maybe it's because i grew up with darth vader as the bad guy (laughs) this experience has really reignited in me uh like respire fear and respect for darth vader Mm -hmm, that i hadn't mm -hmm. felt in a long time i guess and uh it's you know watching him just whip ass and throw down like it really like you you get immersed in how evil he really how far gone the dude is and it's scary i guess kind of yeah uh i haven't you know i haven't felt and not just darth vader like i i felt for kylo ren like you know compassion like he had fallen as well and it was sad but like for some reason the connection to anakin skywalker in this is something that i haven't felt since i guess the prequels or maybe i guess technically vader you know original i guess that's why i'm so confused is because like it's stirring you know emotions and nostalgia i guess in me in a way that you know really affect me talia i was i was emotionally connected to tala like i did not expect oh, that and that and part got to, you know, me yeah right um Reva, you know, I'm emotionally connected to Reva, you know, more so than I even was in the first
1: episode. The way this episode sort of dropped all the pieces into place and it was like, just the pacing of like sort of the reveals and the little pieces that you got that made a lot of things sort of connect and make sense, I thought was really well done. Right. Um, And uh, like, I will not lie. When I got home from work on Wednesday and sat down on my silly little couch and started up my silly little Xbox to watch my silly little Star Wars show on my silly little TV, I was not expecting it to kick off with a a young Anakin and Obi-Wan flashback to, like, Attack of the Clones era. Like, you know, I've said all along since we heard that Hayden was coming back for this, I was like, look, they're not just bringing him back to put him in the suit. We're going to see hayden in some form and i you know postulated a flashback was a possibility Mm -hmm. for some reason in my head it was always revenge of the sith clone wars era you know like somewhere around there and boy did that surprise me and and like and then you know another thing i wouldn't have expected was them to take that flashback and then cut it up and insert it into different parts of the episode Like, I just always imagined that the flashback would play out as one scene and we would get to see, you know, Ewan and Hayden together back mm -hmm. when they were, you know, were Jedi, right? So well done, though. So That's
3: what I was going to say. The way that that flashback and that lesson being taught, like that whole fight scene is Obi-Wan, you know, assessing him as a Jedi Knight and like... Showing him the lesson of where he fucked up. And then cutting that throughout the lesson to illustrate Obi-Wan taking advantage of, again, how he fucked up in the exact same way, mm-hmm. you know, reiterating that he's not a master. It, it, just masterful. Masterful editing, direction, creation. A well, Very well done.
1: Yeah. And then, like, I got to bring it up because this keeps ha- – like, I live in fucking – i live in the upside down and my friends are in star wars now our buddies Corey and aubrey are in this episode like what the fuck is going on if i turn on the next obi-wan and will and king tom are in it i'm gonna go live out in the desert and be a hermit like what like all what be- happens when you get your invitation to go
3: be on an episode
1: i probably have to be like oh i can't make it because i work <laughs> no I hell no quitting my job I'll Come. back. I'll um, cover for you, buddy. Yeah. You know what? You could get I'll, on camera and pull it off that day. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm.
2: Um, as, as far as I know, I am not in a Star Wars.
1: Oh, but you would have to say that, King Tom. There's NDAs and stuff. I guess, so. Stuff. I guess, I guess yeah. so. I won't believe it until the credits roll on the final <laughs> episode. You know, at this point, I'm expecting to see my parents in an episode. Like, <laughs> yeah. all these people it's that messed- I love are in Star Wars now.
3: It's messed you I- up so bad. You're like, who's in Star Wars today?
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: I'm happy for them. Me too. Of course. You know, Steele and Aubrey and Corey, they're they're all really great people Mm -hmm. and and they deserve it. So, yeah.
1: I've never, you know, I've never gotten to meet Aubrey. You know, I know Corey Mm -hmm. pretty well. I know Steele pretty well, obviously. And like, (laughs) I'm just so happy for the three of them, man. Like, that's so fucking cool. Like, yeah, yeah, man. So cool. I want to know, like
2: if, if they lived.
1: Yeah. That's you know, a good question. How, like
2: how long do their stories go? Like mm-hmm. and I think Steel said he kind of has a backstory in mind for his character. I want to know this stuff.
1: I like uh, so Steel has I guess sort of been drip feeding out little bits of uh, his head canon for his character and apparently he was married to the old lady from the end of Rise of Skywalker.
2: <laughs> Wait, was married? Did he get tired of her asking everyone their last name?
1: I don't know. Maybe well, you know, you know, maybe he's by the time Rise of Skywalker rolls around, maybe Ajax isn't with us anymore, you know? Oh, knows? maybe. Maybe Ajax
2: is one of those force ghosts out in the desert too.
1: He could be. It, it cut Do, away. Doing the Don
2: Homer walk. Oh my gosh.
1: I wish I had like that kind of video editing skill to cut Ajax in as a force ghost in that scene with Luke and Leia. Man, I wish <laughs> I had those skills. Yeah. Um, so uh another thing I want to talk about is how much. I like the character of Roken. Like Yeah. Uh, wow, dude. What a character. Like O'Shea Jackson Jr. kills it, I think. Like he nails the performance. Like previously I'd only seen him in straight out of Compton, which he was really good in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> um and and then just to see him in this and like he's got that one he's got that scene, you know, towards the end where he comes and sits by Obi Wan and he's like, our hyperdrive is out. And they are behind us, or whatever. And the way he just delivers that, like I was like, oh, really good, really, really I, good.
2: I loved it. Uh, episode the last episode when he called Obi Wan General. Oh, oh, yeah. You know, I, I know that was more of a character moment than an acting moment, but but still,
1: I loved it too. I loved it too. Um, and I think uh, he and one of the dudes from Hamilton
3: are in the last two Godzilla movies. Is really, he? I think so. Maybe I think he's in King of Monsters and Uh,
1: Kong um, Kong versus Godzilla. I've only seen both of those once, Um, Hmm. uh, but yeah, and so excited to see Haja 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 back again. Yeah, Nanjiani's character, like what? What a funny, like unexpected take on a
3: character. And the need for comic relief. Mm -hmm. I mean, things are so heavy and intense. His character is
1: desperately needed. And like I said, you know, Kathleen Kennedy had that quote about how they went back to the drawing board and rewrote Obi-Wan because the first version was a little too dark. Like, what the fuck went on in that version (laughs) if it was too dark? Because there's some dark shit in this show, man. Mm -hmm. Um. I think one of the biggest things in this episode is all of the character building/slash reveals about Reva's character. Uh, Will, what did you think about that stuff?
3: Very well done. Um, Very empathetic. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, you can see why she's so messed up, and it hints at what she's been through and how. I couldn't. I mean, the way it was cut, I'm not sure if Vader stabbed her in the stomach as a little kid.
2: Yeah,
1: I don't and know. Then, like, she was injured. Didn't know in some she way.
3: was a youngling till just then. Like, I'm not
1: sure. Yeah, like you know, it's interesting. Um, you know, we, you and I, will immediately call that that was her in the opening scene of Obi wan right, as the youngling. Right. And then I think. The first person that brought this theory up to me was our buddy Tracy Moon, where he was like, I think Reva's trying to get close to Vader so she can kill him. And then I can't remember who it was that was like, oh, maybe she knows Anakin is Vader because she was in the Jedi Temple during Order 66. Because that was something that like people, I guess, got real upset about was the fact that she knew Anakin was Vader. And to me, it was just... It was a little weird, but I just let it go by, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So to see like all these sort of different theories that people I've talked to have had, like sort of weave together uh, for this backstory, has been pretty interesting. Um, for Obi Wan to even say in dialogue, he would have he, he would have kept
3: that hidden. He would have mm-hmm. hidden
1: that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved the scenes of Obi-Wan trying to talk her into taking down Vader with him like right it, it was so and cool.
3: watching it her visibly affect her mm-hmm. and sway her
1: yep um i mean we you know we're going to be we're not we never go through these things in like a linear fashion so we're just going to be jumping around i got to bring up the fight between Reva and Darth Vader was so cool man like the way he was just like a cat toying with a mouse or something, you know, like,
3: yeah. And she was like, this is my shot and gave it everything she mm -hmm. had.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like one of the most baller moves in star Wars I've ever seen is when Vader took her saber from her, broke it into two pieces and then tossed her one of them to use. Like Mm -hmm. I was like, Mm -hmm. that is, that's some Anakin shit. Like that's where you see sort of Anakin's brash, overconfident personality show through invader
3: let me show you how much better
1: i really am right (laughs) yeah and then she gets stabbed in the tummy lots of stabs in the tummies in these episodes and clearly uh, not lethal yeah tell that to poor liam neeson
2: (laughs) i think he's the only one so far
1: yeah
3: hit him in the spine hit him right in the spine
1: yeah that, (laughs) that must be what it is uh, and then they do the the fucking wrestling reveal where the Grand Inquisitor comes back out, and I was like, okay, there's the answer I was looking for. You know, I I was never gonna make a big deal about it. I was just confused. And we like we said, there's two answers: either he gets replaced by another Grand Inquisitor of the same species, or he's not dead. Him not being dead was the most likely, you know, the Occam's razor outcome of it right. all. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, I I don't know, man. I, I thought this episode was incredible. And a big part of it, to me, was the Reva-Darth Vader fight. And that scene, when Vader comes in and he grabs the ship the the decoy transport and just starts ripping it apart trying to find obi-wan i thought Mm -hmm. that shit was cool Mm -hmm. i love mad vader man and they've been doing some angry vader in these episodes
3: yeah i saw somebody complaining that oh why didn't he grab the second ship i was like buddy do you know the concentrate the sheer effort that it would take to pull one ship out of the sky and rip it apart yeah you think he could do it again back to back
1: right Mm mm-hmm Right, like, that's the thing, like, you know. Gonna bust a brain aneurysm. <laughs> people have different ideas of, like, the power of the Force, and I prefer it and to it be, you know, a little more limited. muted than Force Unleashed type shit, right? I was glad that they did
3: that, you know what I mean? Like, because, you know, it shows a level of exhaustion humanity.
1: It's not godlike. Right. mm mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, I thought Leia, once again shined in this episode like i love when they're talking about getting the the door open to the hangar or whatever and um Mm -hmm. haja's like did you check the vent and he's like i'm a little too big to get in there Mm -hmm. and she immediately hops up and is like i'm gonna need a ladder like
3: Mm
1: -hmm. the only thing i will say i felt like they milked the shot of her
3: sitting in there a lot for like a a, a while like she could have been on her way there a little longer. You know what I mean? Like if you're going to cut to her that much, instead yeah. of just sitting in there looking, she could be crawling around.
1: Herself. They didn't give her a ton. I mean, they gave her a, a very important task to do, but they didn't give her a ton of <laughs> things to do this episode. Um, right. So I can agree with that. Um And when Roken is like, no nah, princess, uh, you don't need to be doing that. And Obi-Wan's like, no, do what she says. You trust me no, and I uh, trust yeah. her or whatever. I was right. oh what a fucking line!
3: I said that's Uncle Ben standing up for Leia. That's <laughs> Uncle Ben right there.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, bring something up, King Tom. What, what? what do you want to talk about from this? Episode?
3: Um,
2: the the way that the 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 droid. Oh,
1: Ned B. Oh.
2: yeah. Um, protected, and I'm, I'm I keep on forgetting the character's name. Tala. Tala, uh, just the revenge. way her reaction um, I I felt that was one of those moments I didn't know that they were gonna k- kill her me neither. And you know I thought if anyone was going to make it to, to, to the end with with Obi-wan it, it would be her um, but just the way and and I thought you know okay, firefight with stormtroopers that's not the way you know anyone mm-hmm. in Star Wars should go considering you know how how bad stormtroopers are. Uh, but the, the way they did it, and you know, Obi Wan couldn't save her, couldn't help her. She decided to try and buy them some more time, and then the and then the way you know Ned B tried to protect her, uh, oh, that was just one of those. I do is, end.
1: Right? I do, yeah, I just got goosebumps thinking about the scene again. Mm-hmm. Like the way they were able to pull off me liking that droid... Well, A, I think his design is really cool, but it's a droid that does not have a single bit of dialogue. You know, like, K2SO is endearing because he's a smartass, right? Like, C-3PO is endearing because he's, like, you know, very proper and sort of, like, um, (laughs) uh, oblivious to certain things, right? Like, BB-8 is endearing because he makes cute sounds and he's cool looking r2 is like one of the biggest heroes in star wars history Mm -hmm. you know all this stuff but like ned b does a silent hero ned b doesn't even make r2 or bb8 noises and i love that fucking character i love that (laughs) boy. oh so good man yeah i i'll be honest i did kind of wonder if tala's time was limited when she told the story about killing oh yeah, the kids and stuff. Like, I was like, Ooh, that might be bird dogging the end of this character a little bit here.
3: I, I, I felt it, it coming that. in the fortress, but uh, it, they faked me out. I thought she was <laughs> yeah. done. In, yeah. In um,
1: you know, I thought Obi-Wan's, you know, whole plan of distracting vader and stuff to try and buy them time was interesting Mm -hmm. like a little maybe a little bit sloppy or confusing in the execution where he gave all the i you know obviously by the end of the episode you see the story reason for him giving all this stuff to haja but Mm -hmm. i was um i still liked it because it seemed very obi-wan you know Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Seeing all those stormtroopers and purge troopers lined up outside was pretty cool, too. Like, it was pretty, pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, So, like, sort of the big cliffhanger moment of this episode is the communicator that's got the message from Bale gets left behind, right? And mm-hmm. Reva sees it, and, you know, it's, it's busted so she doesn't get the whole message, but she gets enough of, like, you know, the boy... She knows Owen's boy on Tatooine. Tatooine. Yep. Tom, you go first. Where do you think that particular storyline goes from here? I'm
2: going to be honest. I have no idea. And this kind of ties back to what we were talking about at the very beginning of of the conversation about Obi-Wan with we know what happens to him next. Mm -hmm. But outside of the Grand Inquisitor coming back, We have no clue as to what's going to happen,
1: Mm -mm.
2: you know, between here and there. We know know that somehow Leia has to get back to Alderaan and Vader can't find out. Right. Right. Um, So is is Reva really the – I think Reva might be the only one who knows about Leia or who knows the particulars.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't – does she – I don't know. She doesn't know Leia is his child yeah but she sees the she sees bale strength. right like she yeah. she sees bale she knows bale is not leia's real father she knows Bail mm-hmm. has some sort of connection with kenobi and then she gets the part of the message that's talking about if you guys can't get her back i'll have to go to tatooine owen will need help with the boy so mm-hmm. she could probably put some pieces together right
3: yeah i was about to say <laughs> she knows So Owen and and I mean sorry. So Bale and Obi-Wan are protecting a boy and a girl of the same age. Why? Why are they
1: protect you know, Mm -hmm. she could Mm -hmm. reason it out from there. So I think it goes there's there's two ways that it goes. Mm -hmm. And it all hinges on she's gonna head to Tatooine. Obviously she's not dead, like I think she's gonna head to Tatooine with the intention of killing luke to get back at vader like i think Mm -hmm. she is going to put the pieces together or has put the pieces together that's anakin's kid and she her reasoning will be like well you killed a bunch of kids i'm gonna kill your kid Mm -hmm. out of revenge right right Mm -hmm. now the question becomes does obi-wan come in in the last minute like does he wrap up the leia stuff and his rematch with vader which i'm positive is you know gonna happen next episode um and get to tatooine just in time to stop her from killing luke i'm guessing that owen delivers
3: some sort of heart-changing speech as she's right on the precipice of committing the deed
1: the thing i i think it would be very in line with star wars right if she gets there and that's her intent but she has sort of a you know a classic star wars last moment redemption arc where she mm-hmm. can't do to Luke what was done to her. And, like, that sort of redeems her a bit. Um, right? I kind of think that's probably what's going to happen, you know? Like, it's very Star Wars for that to be what happens. Right. I agree. Um, I think that Obi-Wan is probably... You know, going to take an escape pod or maybe even one of those snow speeders, if it's still docked in that transport to mm-hmm. draw Vader away from them, you know, and then we'll have the Vader and obi One full on rematch like, um, you know, like we've been talking about with a fully powered up reconnected with the force uh, Obi-Wan.
3: Um I would, that was going to be my question. I was I was wondering is Vader done? No, like was that the end of no, Vader for
1: absolutely. No, we uh, there's absolutely going to be round 2 of Obi-Wan versus Vader next episode. I'm telling you like the way if the if it is, then they should have rethought uh, <laughs> describing it as the rematch of the century between Obi-Wan and Vader, you know. Mm-hmm. So, and and I think that flashback that we saw of Obi-Wan, you know, training with Anakin is going to play into their next rematch. I think we're going to see like some of that play out in quote unquote present day when they face off against each other again. Mm -hmm. Um, I also think that they are not going to be able to help themselves and, um, not have the Vader's mask getting broken and you see Anakin underneath Kids. it thing sort yeah, of in yeah. you know, a rebel style. <sighs> um so yeah I, I mean, was
3: actually curious about that when yeah. I first saw him.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, once again, you get you have Hayden, right? Um, you can have why him, not? Why not? You have you did the back to thing, like you did the flashback thing. Might as well go for the trifecta and have his helmet get messed up a little bit, and you see him underneath there, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Or Obi Wan Obi- rips the face mask off. Oh, brutal! Mm. But uh, yeah. So besides that, like, I'm I'm really not sure. I mean, like King Tom said, we know Leia has to get back to Alderaan safely. We know. You know, nothing happens to Luke. We know nothing happens to Obi-Wan. Uh, other than that, I don't really know. Like, I have a feeling, you know, a, a good part, like a good chunk of the next episode is going to be Obi-Wan versus Vader. And I just kind of wonder how that resolves, right? Does mm-hmm. does Vader realize that Obi-Wan um, escapes alive? Does Obi-Wan escape in a way that Vader could, not know one way or the other he could be alive he could be dead i don't know i don't know how they're going to resolve all that
2: can i can i ask you something absolutely do you think there's any way that reva makes it out alive
1: i do Mm -mm. i do think so i think well i was i think there's a possibility that she makes it out alive um Mm -hmm. you know it could be one of those things where you know she turns away from the the dark side in her dying moments like maybe this you know maybe she's injured you know pretty severely but not enough to not make it to Tatooine but i don't know i like it depends to me like if the storyline is that she is intent on killing luke and doesn't uh turn from that idea then i don't think there's a way she makes it out alive right
2: yeah if she, if, if she clings to the dark side yeah mm-hmm. I, I don't think so.
1: Um, if she turns or, you know, has the start of sort of like a redemption arc, then, yeah, I think she could make it out alive. Yeah. I mean, the, not necessarily I, I, the Star Wars way, though. <laughs> as I just right. say,
3: I disagree. I feel like she has been too ruthless for too long. Her death is inevitable. Like, her redemption is turning to the light side at the end. Yeah. But Kylo Ren style, you do enough evil, you got to, you know,
1: yeah, you pay the price. I mean, like that's what I'm saying is like that is a redemption story is the Star Wars way, but a lot of times you ain't making it out alive, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, I I'm so impressed with this show. I can't wait um, to see it end. I'll be really sad because it seems like it's gone by so quickly. Yeah, um, and then we've got you know. Pretty much the rest of the summer to get through before Andor and Bad Batch kick in because mm-hmm. rumors are that Bad Batch is going to be sometime in September, I think. Um, yeah, that sounds
3: about right. And this may sound weird, but I'm looking forward to the binge once it's all out.
1: Watching yeah. it start to finish. Oh, yeah. yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. Well, you one. know, uh, I can't remember which theater chain it is, but one of the it's theaters, in Canada. Yeah, one of the theaters is showing all six episodes. Like you can go. Oh wow. That's the thing
2: with with each episode being at about an hour. I think that's very doable.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, because if if they if Lucasfilm were to give them a cut that was like more like a movie, meaning like you know they cut out all the intros and you know put a giant credits list again for the in just put it together as like one long five five and a half hour thing. I think that mm-hmm. would be kind of fucking cool to see. Like you could put movie.
3: an intermission in the middle. You know. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Not a bad idea. Uh, three and three. Um so like I said, we have got a lot of uh correspondences from our buddies. So do you guys wanna jump into those? And I sure. assume we're gonna be continuing the Obi-Wan chat through all of this. Let's um, assume. Yeah. I think that's a pretty safe assumption to make. All right. Cockhead, the only Jedi master who can crush box Kiady. Cockhead, running around slaying bitches with his cockhead. He's a real serene stud. He loves to split chicks with his butt. Kiady, cockhead, So stroke his cone suck on his balls, kiddie, cockhead, what you gonna do when he comes on you right now? He's a Jedi Council stooge, but he'll be up and tomorrow. Cockhead
0: head, Cockhead Cockhead head, Cockhead
1: If you want to send in. <coughs> a voicemail, or an email, it's easy enough to do blueharvestpodcast at gmail.com. First up, we have, okay, so now we have two Sams that write in or call in. So this is Sam G. Um, He says, (laughs) Howdy, Halls and Will. What an episode this week. It's great to see the Grand Inquisitor back and even cooler to see all those Star Wars podcaster cameos. I sure Mm -hmm. hope you guys have been keeping a secret from us about being in the acolyte anyway did you guys ever read the legend story about vader ordering the execution of owen and beru always thought that the internal thoughts that vader had were interesting and i wondered if they'd ever do something like that in a modern story what do you think also with the 40th anniversary of return of the jedi coming up i assume they will do another from a certain point of view book what characters would you like to see a perspective from in that book. I think captain Rex on indoor would be really cool. Thanks for what you fellows do and keep up the great work. Best wishes, Sam, uh, King Tom, why don't you cover the, um, uh, from a certain point of view book as, as the resident book expert on the episode.
2: That's, that's totally my kind of question and, and something that I've thought about a lot. Um, you know, we, we've got my first, uh, idea would be Malakili,
1: mm-hmm. the
2: Rancor keeper but he was in the um Wendeg af- Wendig Aftermath series he was yeah um and i think it's pretty clear what's been what's been going on with him um dur- you know during return of the jedi at least the thing the thing about jedi is that it's it's a very fast movie and it's not like you have the cantina where there are all these other characters in <clears> in a city you know, yes, right. you have Jabba's palace, but we know what's going on with all those characters. Um, so I, I would say someone like I, I'm sure we're going to get rebel pilots mm. and imperial TIE fighter pilots and, and, and every, you know, just generic characters. We don't know um, the, the, the names of. I would like, you know, someone like General Maydeen.
1: That's what I was going to say. I think that would be really cool. To see General Maydean, maybe they could explain what's up with that whack-ass haircut he's got.
2: (laughs) Yes, the haircut. And the beard, the fake beard.
1: So I think there is some pretty interesting opportunities Uh for Jabba's Palace characters, right? Like, you know they're Mm going to do a Max Rebo story, right? For sure. Right. You know, uh, I wouldn't mind a Joe Yowza (laughs) story. Um, mm-hmm. fucking yak face come on you gotta do a yak face story
2: you you could do how about a story about one of the, the people in Jabba's palace who was so drunk they didn't realize that Joe Yauza and the three singers were there until someone told them about it later on
1: <laughs> that'd be pretty funny Like, mm-hmm. like or they a little, saw pictures or something a little wink and a nod to the special editions in that way he, yep um you you know what i could be down with as some sort of bomar monk story oh because you could be like real weird and sort of psychedelic with it because they're brains in a jar and spider robots you know like
2: right and they did the dianoga and the exegorth from empire mm -hmm. they both had very out there stories
1: yeah absolutely
2: so Like, the Dianogas Force-sensitive, and the e- Exegorth is part of a tribe of thousands throughout the galaxy that live forever or something.
1: Oof. That space slug. I know it was just a dude's hand in, like, a sock puppet, essentially, but there's <laughs> something about that space slug and its tiny little eyes that freaks me out, man.
3: Mm-hmm. What if one one fell to the planet, like, fell planet-side? That would be a cool storyline.
1: Yeah yeah like if that we asteroid- got a <laughs> wormfall. Uh, are you familiar with that legend story he's talking about uh tom where vader ordered the execution of owen and Baruch?
2: i am i am not
1: yeah that one something about it rings a bell i wonder if that was in like um what was the series called the uh the dark horse comic series that was um like sort of an anthology series, like famously they did the um, one where Darth Maul showed up on Tatooine with spider legs to have a rematch with Obi-Wan. They had the one where Han and Chewie go into a wormhole. Oh,
2: and- not infinities. I know what you're visions. Yeah. Was it visions? No, I don't think it
1: was visions. It was I, remember. I, had,
2: I had the trade paperbacks. So. Yeah,
1: me too. Um and they
2: had, they had, uh, one of the really cool ones was Vader fighting a resurrected Darth Maul.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. They would do, like, those. And, and what's funny is, you know, you always hear people talk, like, when people – because, like, look, the EU, the Star Wars EU, means a whole lot to me because when I was a kid, that was the new Star Wars that I could mm-hmm. read. And that la- – I was all in on the EU for the longest time. I also feel like the EU a lot of it is sort of goofy and not yeah. necessarily the strongest star like I, I you can be of both minds where it meant a lot to me but it was kind of goofy Star Wars and I'm glad they went in a different direction when they d- mm-hmm. decided to you know do movies post return of the Jedi but yeah,
3: yeah. a lot of that stuff was modeled after different nature of science fiction yeah
1: yeah, yes. Yeah. There was, and and there was a lot of stuff that felt like, like you know, the the Yuzen Vong felt very Klingon-y, but like mm-hmm. Edge Lord, and it it felt very late '90s, early '2000s. You know, like yeah, like the way that Shadows of the Empire felt very mid '90s. The New Jedi Order felt very sort of like you know, mall metal Edge Lord in a lot of ways. Uh, which look that spoke to your boy halls in the late nineties, early two thousands.
3: As you know, a
1: product of the times. Yeah, yeah. Um, I go for it, buddy.
2: Oh, I was. You know, I like you. Yeah, it was Star Wars when there was no other Star Wars, mm-hmm. and I. There are things that I still love that are not canon anymore.
3: Yeah,
1: uh, for sure.
2: That I I'll still go back and read. Uh but at the same time, it. The, the stories were goofy. The stories were based more on what the author wanted to do than anything Star – you know, they didn't really always have the big picture of Star Wars in mind. Right. It felt like. The stories contradicted each other. And I, I had this thought today that take, take what has been done with Leia since they relaunched the canon. You know, whenever they told stories of the original trilogy characters, a lot of times it felt like – these characters are all going somewhere on vacation and something happens.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And And, Leia was always sidelined. Chewie was always sidelined. That's why they killed him off is because nobody could, nobody had a good idea of what to do with Chewbacca of all people. Right.
2: Right. And yeah, Yeah. Leia became president or chancellor or whatever, Mm -hmm. but she was primarily known as Jason and Jaina and Anakin's mother. Right. But look at, you know, we've gotten, you know, in from her appearance in rebels
1: to the sequel trilogy, mm-hmm. you know, uh, really the books, great stuff in the comics.
2: Yeah, and the the books too. They've really made her. It, she was an amazing character in the original trilogy in the limited amount of time she got. Mm-hmm. But they have truly fulfilled the the promise of the. There is another line.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I, I think I I saw your tweet today about that and i couldn't agree more like that is an example where i can point to like well you know regardless of whether you like the eu or not or if you feel like that's real star wars or something corny like that i fully agree that they've done a better job with leia in the current canon stuff as opposed to the eu without a doubt yeah
2: but you, you know who you, you know I, and I i may have mentioned this before. The same character got has gotten the lamest death in the EU and the new canon. Who's that? General Maydeen. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That is true. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, next up, we've got a voicemail from... So this is the other Sam. This is Sam S.
3: Hey, guys. It's Sam the Sham here. Really loved episode five, especially the flashbacks that we saw. I I noticed there wasn't a lot of deepfake use, which I think maybe they're testing the waters to see how audiences respond to not having to rely on deepfakes to tell a story in certain eras. I'm wondering if maybe they're testing it out to see if there's possibilities to do more Obi-Wan Anakin shows without the cost and time it takes to do all of those effects. And, And maybe they did do deepfakes, and it just didn't look right, but... I think for me, I'm happy to see the actors themselves not digitally made up in doing those scenes. I think it felt more authentic than having it look, you know, timeline accurate. Curious your thoughts. See ya. Uh,
1: you know, uh, I, I'm going to be really interested when they put out like the Disney gallery making of Obi-Wan Kenobi or whatever the fuck it's going to be called. <laughs> Because I think there was a little sort of... I was
3: going to say, there digital. was some digital massaging of yeah, the lines on Anakin and Obi-Wan's face during the cutback. It's it's really well done to the point where it's not too much that mm-hmm. it stands out. It's just enough. But you can see the age in Anakin's face. Like, his face just naturally aged.
1: Yeah, you know? it's, it's obviously... Mm-hmm. I mean, it, there's not a need... To do it to the extent that you would do for Luke, right? And the Mandalorian mm-hmm. and Book of Boba Fett. Um, and right. I think part of that comes from the fact that it's two fucking handsome bastards. So, like, right. they're like, ah, pff, I don't know that we should I, But there was a little, I think. But it, the Obi
3: Wan hairline jumped way up there. I was like, oh, oh, that's, <laughs> bad. we're back to prequel Obi Wan hairline.
2: <laughs> Snapping. You, you know what looked jacked up to me? Hmm. Their clothes. A little. Out- I didn't even the outfits notice. The you know, looked a l- little baggier than usual.
1: Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. I, I, I kind of noticed that too, but. I think they're both really thin guys nowadays, if I'm being honest. I think that, both those guys
2: are really thin. Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. And maybe that's Maybe they had the old costumes. <laughs> yeah. And they're oh, we should have taken these in a little bit.
1: Yeah, they went and got them from the archives, and they were like, well, guess what? We don't have to recreate. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, I I, I want to throw in that, like, even though when I envisioned some sort of Anakin, Obi-Wan flashback, it was like them fighting side by side in some battle from the Clone Wars that we never saw. Um, Mm -hmm. I think it's really cool for them to have done sort of Attack of the Clones era, Obi-Wan and Anakin, considering this is the 20th anniversary of that movie. Like, and I'm Mm -hmm. sure that wasn't necessarily considered in that creative decision. It's just one of those things that lined up nicely. But I think it's cool.
2: Yeah. It made sense.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And if they decided, look, because I've been thinking about this a lot with all these rumors of there being another Obi-Wan series, like, if they decided they that the, they wanted to do a second season of Obi-Wan and set it during the Clone Wars or something, because I, I still think, like, you you kind of blew your Vader wad, right? Like, how do you have uh an antagonist that stands up to darth vader and a season two of obi-wan that doesn't feel like a downgrade right Mm -hmm. um but if they decided to do like you know six episodes that was obi-wan and anakin adventurings during some part of the clone wars we didn't see and you could have ahsoka in there and shit i'd be down i'd be down just put a little extra you know Use the smudge tool in Photoshop on their faces just a little bit and let's do this.
3: Oh, dude, if you could put, you know, Revenge of the Sith Anakin and then just like a young Ahsoka actress, that would be cool as shit in the Ahsoka show. You know, Uh, if you get Hayden to come back in Ahsoka for a flashback.
1: That's the, I mean, there are rumor there's been rumors that he is part of the Ahsoka show. And in one of the um, press interviews for Obi Wan. That was him and you and sitting together. Like the, the interviewer was like, "So you're in Obi Wan and you're gonna be in Ahsoka." And he's like, "Am I?" And like had this look <laughs> on his face, like, was being pretty sly, <laughs> right? And, and it could very well be a flashback. I kind of wonder if it's going to be Force Ghost Anakin. That would be sick. That would be. Mm, that would I'd be love cool. that. Yeah, man. <clears throat> yeah, man. All right. Uh, next up, we've got an email from Jess. Uh, Vader in episode four said, the circle is now complete. When I left you, I was but the learner, but now I am the master. This episode did some nice narrative gymnastics to make this line work, I feel. Do you guys Mm -hmm. think we just saw the rematch of the century in flashback form, or will they fight again in the finale? They're going to fight again in the finale.
3: I don't think it's even narrative gymnastics. I think it slapped him in the face with the fact that Obi-Wan just showed him that he was still not.
1: Well, and I think Obi-Wan's going to show him again in the in right. present day. And I'm telling you, Obi-Wan is going to use that same move on him and force snatches his saber. Vader's saber. Mm. Oh,
3: I, you know what? I didn't even think about that, but you're right. I, I bet they do that. I, I bet, bet you that's that. what
1: they do. I bet you he disarms Vader in that way. And uses Vader's saber for a second. You know what I didn't bring up you, was that fucking what it, crate of sabers.
3: Oh, yeah. And the, <laughs> the robe. Yeah, yeah, the crate of sabers. I thought to myself, I was like, whoa, you just leave those sitting out? Was that for Obi-Wan to look through? Who was looking at these? Who left
1: these here? <laughs> Can I take one or two? These up? Buddy, I, you would have you wouldn't be able to stop me from picking up one of those and sliding it into my pocket. Mm-hmm. Crate okay, full of so they sabers.
3: made a A point to show you that Obi-Wan had Anakin's old lightsaber, right? Mm -hmm. What if he has it on him and busts out both lightsabers Uh, when he's fighting Vader and it fucks him up that he's got his old saber?
1: Yeah, I think we so it would be a little weird, and the only reason I say it would be weird is because he gave Haja his lightsaber and his communicator and stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. Like it would not that it would have been the biggest deal but that would be a little weird like sort of narratively and maybe a bit of an oversight yeah yeah um okay this one's from her buddy sean hoffman howdy to my down south moisture family i hope y'all are doing well and i wanted to shoot you an email with a couple of thoughts i've had recently i know that kenobi is the current hotness but i'm here to ask a question about the bad batch Ooh. The core Bad Batch team consists of members with traits that make them distinctly unique from the others. If you were both on the Bad Batch, what would your unique trait and name be? Would Will be sous vide or possibly broil, defeating enemies by providing the others with powerful meals and strengthening the whole team? Or maybe he carries a flamethrower and chars people. Would Halls be an animal whisperer so that he could coordinate attacks and rescue Via the available fauna perhaps he would go buy biscuits and slowly need enemies to death like a cat what do you think oh man i think my like it would be hunter wrecker uh crosshair tech and duke mine would be duke not d-u-k-e-d-o-o-k because i don't dig in my duke i don't um, dig him. A Duke. what would yours be king tom
2: Uh, my, my name would be Weezer and I would save the day with, uh, random Weezer references and trivia.
1: Heck yeah, you would. Space Weezer.
3: (laughs) Space Weezer.
1: Uh, Will, what would you want your Bad Batch code name to be?
3: Oh man, I don't know. I was thinking about it. It'd probably be something like mess for mess hall or chop, you know, something like, you know, chop is pretty good. You'd have knives everywhere. Uh huh. Mm
1: -hmm. Yep.
3: And they'd all be like kitchen knives, just like scratch <laughs> across my chest, bandolier.
1: That shit would be real cool. That would be real cool.
2: Or like, do you ever see that episode of The Office when um, Dwight has weapons hidden throughout the office, yes. everywhere? Yeah, you'd open up a cat, you know, like a random uh, clothes dresser, and there'd be like a, a butcher's knife in there, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. big big ass cleaver.
1: <laughs> oh man. All right. Uh, next up we've got a voicemail from Utah 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 Dougie Dougie
0: Oz and Will, this is Dougie I um, wanted to email in and first of all sincerely thank you both for the awesome podcast everything you do, you do truly um, make my life better uh, even though I don't always send in a message. Um, thank you, sincerely. And uh, anyways, the uh, the dark side seems to be able to get stabbed through the abdomen and recover pretty easily. Uh, looks like Reva is probably still going to be around. Maybe she teams up with Obi-Wan in a season two or oh. or something. You know, We had an email talking about how we're going to up it for a season two. Uh, Maybe a little team-up with those two. Maybe, I don't know, bring in the Emperor. I don't know, what are the chances? Uh, Maybe we see uh, Yoda a little bit. I don't think he'll leave Dagobah, but maybe we can get um, a training session or something in. Anyways, once again, you guys are awesome. Appreciate everything you do. Peace.
1: Thanks, Dougie. You know, that... I really wish they had found some way to work Yoda. Like... I know the story that's going on right now is that Obi Wan is not able to connect to the Force in that way, right? He's not been able to commune with Qui Gon, and you would assume that would also hinder him from uh, communicating with Yoda. But boy, would that be the icing on the cake if we got a Yoda cameo?
3: Mm-hmm. That maybe, would be
1: maybe next, maybe next episode. Who knows? That'd be great. They got the puppet kick ass.
3: Yeah, I was about to say that. I was to say they had the puppet in the Last Jedi.
1: They sure Hmm. did. They sure did. Get that puppet out of storage, man. That's my favorite
3: too. Oh, Oh, getting me excited just thinking about it.
1: Hmm. How uh, so? All right, right. When Disney purchased Lucasfilm in 2012, and the idea of uh, the spinoff projects came out, right? Like they're going to do a sequel trilogy and they're going to do other stuff. You know, I remember talking with you, will back in the day and being like, well, you know, they're going to do Boba Fett. And I was convinced Mm -hmm. that was the Mm -hmm. first one up. And I even remember saying to you, they're going to do a young Han Solo, watch it. And then, you know, as time went on and the Obi-Wan rumors started coming up, like that seemed like it was going to happen. How long do you guys think, or do you think it would ever happen that we get, a Yoda centric project like this.
3: Mm. I think that it all depends on how bad you want Frank Oz to do the voice or right. Not if you want that, if that's important to you, it's going to happen sooner rather than later. If that is not important, they'll take their time.
1: Cause I, I could see, I mean, the dude is so old, <laughs> like obviously he could show up in the acolyte easily. He could show up in the acolyte. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, even a Yoda story before Phantom Menace, but not crazy before like I there's a, I think there's a lot of opportunities to do something cool with a Yoda story if they really want. Now that you say that. If he's going to be in the
3: Acolyte, you would think marketing wise, that would be the best time when he's relevant and in something else to stir up interest mm. in the character for mm-hmm. a, a solo project.
1: That's not a, you got a good point there, buddy. You got a good point there i just think he's he's like such a popular beloved character that at some point mm-hmm. it would be tossed around the idea at least you know i bet in the internal
3: conversation is not wanting to steal grogu's thunder
1: that could also be it you know that i, I you know i don't like to think of star wars in that way where doing a Yoda story business decisions, right? Where doing a Yoda story would take away from anything Grogu related, but that Mm -hmm. would, you're also not wrong that that would, Oh, Jesus Christ. I'll be back. A cat just broke in. Okay. I'm back. (laughs) Got him quick.
3: That was quick.
1: He fucking hates me being in this room and not letting him in. Oh, Uh, I bet. All right. So we've got a voicemail from Jim and then we'll call this an evening. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it's it's one of my favorite formats of a Jim voicemail where he gives us some percentages to guess on. Nice. So, Ooh, I do like that. I like these a lot. So let's hear this. Good evening, Halls and Will. How about that episode?
4: Oh, my gosh. That was ridiculous. Man. Uh, I uh, The flashback. Oh, that was flashbacks done so right. And... The fight between Reva and and Darth, oh my gosh! How can you not love that? And the conversation through the wall—do oh, uh, you want to kill him? Oh, oh, <laughs> it's so good, man! Uh, it's delectable. Um, but uh, I, it leads me to percentage questions. I, I got quite a few <laughs> questions, and the only it they sound like percentage questions, so I'm just gonna go after it so this is for the finale what what all do you think is going to happen in the finale first off do you think that uh, Reva is going to survive
1: right now I'm putting it at 50% what about you Tom
2: I'd say 50 Also,
1: Will, you get 10% mmm will is, is she's bullish? marked for death man is it bullish or bear I don't know
3: that's right. bullish. Okay.
4: All right. Do you think that Reva is going to turn to the light side? 80%.
1: Yeah. 90. Yeah.
4: I would
2: I would say 70. I think it's more likely she'll
1: leave the force altogether. Yeah. I mean, like, I, hmm. I think, you know, when Jim says turn to the light side, like, you know, not be a dark side or anything. Right. You know, not necessarily like, oh, she's going to become a Jedi and a 100% good character, right? Mm -hmm.
3: Turning away from the dark. Yes. Is almost embracing the
1: light. Right.
4: What are the chances that we see Qui-Gon Jinn?
3: Mm. Uh. 75%.
1: To strong to quite strong
2: 90% 85
1: Yeah the only reason I say this is because when Qui-Gon has communicated with folks in the clone wars he was like you know sparkly little lights but and I know these aren't necessarily considered canon and correct me if I'm wrong Tom but isn't there one of the stories in one of the from the point of from the certain point of view, which is like Qui-Gon in the afterlife learning how to, like, appear as a Force ghost or something like that?
2: He, uh, he actually... Um, so it's set when Luke rushes back home after they find the Jawa Sandcrawler. Ah. And Obi- Obi-Wan is hanging out with R2 and C-3PO. And Qui-Gon actually is is strong enough in the Force to physically manifest himself.
1: Okay. See? Like I said, I know those aren't necessarily considered canon, those stories, but I don't know. All right, next up.
4: If I asked if you're going to hear him, I I think you guys would both say 100%, but see him is what I would like to know. What are the chances that Anakin and Obi-Wan have an elaborate lightsaber fight?
1: Darth 99. Vader, Darth Vader versus—I mean, if he means Darth Vader versus Obi Wan, a hundred and ten percent. Yeah, like I think it's gonna go down, down, down. <clears throat> what do you think, Tom?
2: Yeah, I think a hundred percent. I—I was—I was wrapping my head around the idea of Anakin. I don't think we'd get Anakin, right. Anakin again.
4: Yeah. And what are the chances that uh, this show ends with Obi-Wan schooling his pa- Padawan? Uh-huh. All right, guys, you uh, have a great evening and ignite the green.
1: Uh, I don't know. See, this one's weird, like not weird, but this is one where I'm not exactly sure. Like, I don't know how it's going to go, whether it's going to be a clear Obi-Wan victory, whether it's going to be a draw whether Vader's going to think he's won That's the part I can't really like sometimes when I'm watching star Wars and, and uh, this is, I imagine how it is for a lot of star Wars fans. Like you watch so much of star Wars, you pick up on the themes, even sort of subconsciously where you can sort of see the path laid out ahead of you a little bit. And that's mm-hmm. why something like the last Jedi to me is so interesting because after the last Jedi, I was like, well, what the fuck happens now? Yeah. You know? Um, There's certain elements of Obi-Wan I can see laid out before me. Like I said, I think, you know, Reva's going to go to Tatooine with the intent of killing Luke, and that'll go one of two ways. I think, you know, Obi-Wan and Vader will fight again. I don't know what the outcome of that fight is or how that all shakes out, though. I'm not quite sure about that. What do you think, Tom? Yeah.
2: Yeah, I, I don't know how this ends. Yeah me neither. And I'm 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 fine knowing that. That's not a complaint.
1: No, no. Me too. I, I like that that makes it really interesting to me. I can't wait to see the resolution for that that they wrote, you know. Hmm. Well, guys, that does it. Tom Buddy, thank you so much for spending your Thursday evening with us, Buddy. I'm glad you oh, got no. your internet working.
2: Yeah, th- hey, I got it back in time for this, so I'm happy.
1: So guys, listen. You probably already do. But in case you don't, make sure to check out our buddy Tom on the Sith list with a whole bunch of people that we love a lot around here. Raj, Les, Eric, Boo, Randy. The list goes on and on. Like I said, they're the slipknot of uh, pop culture podcasts because there's so many (laughs) members. They got a brand new Patreon you guys should definitely check out. Uh, King Tom is also on our Patreon and patreon uh, the patreon for the bad motivators so if you if you want all the king tom that you can get it's like <laughs> a marvel crossover you got to go buy an issue of this and an issue of that and check it all out and as you know his 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 monthly even though it comes out every week his monthly title is the sith list right i'm using co- yeah i'm fucking up this analogy oh. all over the place check it all out please guys
2: i was following
1: yeah 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 um If you enjoy our theme song, please be sure to check out the band that were kind enough to provide the music. They're stoned Cobra. You can find them on iTunes, Spotify, and at stonedcobra.bandcamp.com. Check out uh, us on iTunes and leave us a five-star review, please. It brightens our day. And if you enjoy video games, check out the High Potion podcast that I do with our buddy Steve every week. It's a lot of fun. It's awesome and uh that'll do it and next week we're not gonna have we're, we got one more episode of obi-wan to talk about until you guys hear me fucking every, open every episode with oh buddy there ain't much to talk about this week i'm <laughs> scraping the barrel yeah i hope you guys
3: are looking forward to tangents
1: <laughs> yeah i'm gonna have to like think uh, like, go into my mind grapes and think of some fucked up boy scout stories or something <laughs>
0: even oh. though that's a man
1: Fucked up current stories. Those are going to wait a little while. Um, But until then, this has been Blue Harvest and I'm Hals Burkhart. And I'm Will Witten. May the force be with you. May the force be with all of you.
3: May
2: the force be with us.